You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Question for you. Who here hates the Instagram algorithm with a freaking passion because it feels like nothing you do gives you the traction you're wanting? You feel like Instagram is slowly sucking the life out of you because you're just, I don't know, lost on how to get more engagement. You honestly feel like IG is out to get you. (laughs) Is your hand raised? Okay, good, because this episode is for you, my friend. Keep listening. Today, Ev and I are giving you some tough love, (laughs) some just little tough love mixed with some hard, tangible strategies and tips about how to practically increase your engagement on Instagram. These are the exact strategies that we've used for five plus years to grow our accounts organically. Legit, we have never used any paid ads to increase our follower account, and we've never bought fake likes or followers. Seriously, do not do that. (laughs) It's scammy, gross, and it will hurt you in the long run. These are the exact strategies we use to get a ton of engagement, especially for our follower account, how we've turned followers into fans, into paying clients, and how we actually have fun on the gram. It is possible, my friend. (laughs) In today's show, we are dropping a little sprinkle of strategies straight from the Instagram season of our Heart University online course for photographers, which, by the way, closes tonight, tonight, midnight Pacific. You do not want to miss out on this dump truck of a course. Legit, if you are on the struggle bus wanting to know how to uplevel your photography business and feel stuck not knowing what you don't even know, this course, over 13 hours of educational video content, is for you. You can grab it at www.theheartuniversity.com forward slash photography. All right, if you've struggled with what feels like forever with Instagram, don't you dare go anywhere, my friend. This episode is about to blow your mind. Let's get to it. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, hello, and welcome to today's show. I don't know about you, Lindsay, but I'm so excited for today's episode. I feel like this is going to be such a fun one. Same, same. We get questions on IG all the time, and it's always fun to do IG-dedicated episodes on the pod. Yeah, I keep using weird shortcut language. <laughs> IG on the pod. <laughs> IG on the pod. Mm-hmm. I'm not that cool. Okay. All right. So honestly, let me just start off with a little bit of tough love before we dive into some of our favorite hacks that we have used to organically grow our following and our engagement on Instagram. So tough love, Evie, coming at you right now. Stop complaining about the Instagram algorithm. Specifically, I feel like this happens a lot in like Facebook groups and like photography groups where people are like, oh, it's just like, the algorithm is out to get me. And I feel like it's just changing and like, I can never keep up and it's never growing. And look, I get the frustration. I've also been there. Honestly, in in a lot of ways, I don't know about you, Lindsay, I still kind of feel like it's a, a process. Yeah. But it's a fun learning process when you actually buckle down and think, okay, I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to figure out what the algorithm is like today and I'm going to master this. Yeah. Like you you turn it into from, you know, oh, everything's out to get me. I'm a victim to I'm going to master this and I'm going to use my brain that God has given me <laughs> and actually put in the effort. 
Yeah. I think a lot of people think that it like they only struggle with the algorithm. Like if you're maybe under a thousand followers, like you're like, oh, I, I can't get to a thousand or whatever. And then, oh, I keep getting people follow me and then unfollow me. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't realize like that happens to us too. Yeah. Like a lot. I actually was like, checking I that. lose probably like 200 followers a day. Yeah. Same. Like I was, I've been checking that a lot recently. Just like I've been trying a new strategy to like gain followers and stuff. And I've noticed that I, you know, might gain 200, 250 a day or something like that. But I lose like hundred, 150 like mm-hmm. a day regularly. So it's, it's, so you're still climbing, but slowly. Yeah. It's still just a process. And low key, sometimes you like, sometimes it's negative. Like if yeah. you go to your Instagram insights, it's green yep. for positive and red. And sometimes there's days, sometimes when I like get sassy or like I say things <laughs> that are unpopular or I just different, different reasonings, but you'll notice that like, okay, maybe don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but helpful. the point is, you know, I think Lindsay and I just want to be transparent and say, if, if you feel that your struggle with the algorithm is going to change, once you hit X number, 10 K, you know, 20 K, whatever, that's not true. <laughs> like you, you're constantly, it's still constantly changing. You're having to adjust and shift and, and try new things and experiment and all of that. But today we are going to drop some of the most tangible takeaways that we can possibly give you to begin to kick the algorithms. But we have used these over and over. They seriously, seriously work mm-hmm. every single one, regardless of how the algorithm is changing, unless in the future, there's some very dramatic change. Um, you know, the way it went from a chronological feed to an algorithm feed type of thing. Like, unless there's some huge change, these have worked for us for the past, what, four or five years. Yeah. So let's dive on in. Well, and I will say before we dive on in, a lot of these tips and tricks that yes, they're going to help you most likely grow your follower account. Like that's going to naturally happen. But what I think is even more important is it's going to grow your connection with your current followers, which honestly is way more important because I would rather have 10 die hard, (laughs) die with me fans that like, like stick yes. by me that are like true hard and fast friends of mine versus a thousand people that like kind of like me. Yeah. Yeah. But could take it or leave it. But, and so what we're going to teach today is really going to help you turn your current follower count into raving fans. But then by doing that, you're going to grow for your follower account. Yep. Brand, um, brand evangelists. Yes, exactly. Call it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically the the issue that, that Evie just talked about of everyone complaining about the algorithm Basically, our question to you and what we're going to kind of pose in this episode is what are you doing to actively make engagement happen for yourself? Mm -hmm. Instead of sitting on your butt and complaining about it, what are you doing to actively go out and make a change happen and get the engagement that you're wanting? And so this episode is going to dive into the things that you actually actively can do. Yep. Woo. All right. So let's dive on in. Number one is going to be respond to every single comment. This is a big deal. This is something that Lindsay and I both do to this day. We set aside 20 minutes at least within the first hour of posting. So if we can't post and then sit there and engage and respond, we don't post. Yeah. Um, So this is why we recommend not using an app that posts for you automatically. This is why we recommend not having somebody else post for you if you are hiring a social media manager or something like that. Honestly, reply yourself in your own voice as much as you possibly humanly can. I think that's really important to build that connection and build that engagement 
because you want to invite people into a conversation, which we'll talk about later. Um, and then you want to engage in that conversation with them. Like it's imagining you walking up to, you know, somebody at a party and being like, Hey, you know what, how's, I haven't seen you in so long. How's your family? And then they start talking, you turn around and walk away. (laughs) Like that's not how you engage in conversation. That's not how you build that connection with somebody. So set aside 20 minutes within the first hour of posting, respond personally. And then if you have to go do something else or whatnot throughout the day, throughout the next day, you can keep responding to comments, but make sure you respond to every single one if humanly possible. And and when you respond, don't just leave a lame ass emoji. Like don't just, Heart. just be like hearts, like respond with a genuine comment. Yeah. Like Ooh. treat your followers like human beings because, oh, hey, they are. I have, I have something to add to that, that Lindsay and I feel really passionately about. First of all, as much as possible, really get to know the names of the people who are constantly engaging with you so that you can call them by name. And one of the best ways that you can do that slash if you don't know their name is if you're responding to their comment, it literally takes two seconds, click on their name, go over to their page and just double check their, their first name, you know, Oh, Elizabeth. Cool. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I, you know, love hearing this part of your story. Thank you for like reading this and and sharing your heart too. It means the world to me like that over a heart. Thanks boo. Like, and, and there's certain times I still use pet names. Like I call Lindsay like pet names. So there's, it's not that pet names are necessarily awful, but I think it really is beneficial and helpful. If you really get to know somebody's name, it shows intention and it shows connection. A little side hack that kind of goes along with this is if you on your own account do not have your name anywhere. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a fix that. big, <laughs> big problem, son. For example, for example, if it's like, uh, like uh, if your business cap- capture the world or something is let's say that's your, your business like handle is like, capture the world or something. And then your bio says, uh, Hawaii based photographer, but then nowhere on your handle or your bio or anything says your name. That's a problem. Yeah. You should probably change that. <laughs> that wasn't on our notes. That just was a little glimmer. And the last thing I will say with this point one, which is respond to every comment. When Evie said, we recommend not using apps that post for you automatically, absolutely. But don't let that necessarily stop you from organizing a workflow. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to prep your captions in advance and even prep it on a app that would remind you when to post, you can absolutely do that. All we're meaning to say is that just don't let it automatically do it for you because then you're not actively there. It's like ghosting. You're, you're just like letting it go for you. And while, yes, that's easier for your workflow maybe or your life, but that's why we would recommend intentionally building time into your day, 20 minutes a day or more to just sit down, post for the day, and then go off and engage and interact with DMs and comments. All right. And moving on to number two, post consistently. Now, when I say that, that doesn't mean you have to post consistently three times a day, every single day, you get to pick the consistency, which is the great thing. You can pick it for whatever workflow, however much your life allows it to to post, but post consistently. It doesn't have to be seen every single day, although that's honestly what we strive for um, and what I think would be ideal. But as long as you're just showing up consistently and regularly, your followers can can know when to expect content from you. And that's really the key. you could do every day. You could do every other day. You could do maybe three times a week. Whatever, on, again, works for you. But the thing that you want to avoid is posting once 
like at the beginning of a month and then you all of a sudden like you just forget and then you're not active, you're not present and then you post again on like, say you posted on like June 1st and then you're posting again on like June 18th. Yeah, That's what I would call not consistent. You're not being present. You're not actively being in front of your followers and, and in front of, of your community engaging with them. They're going to forget about you. You're not being actively present and you're not rel- you're showing that you're not reliable. Yeah, And you want to be consistently showing up, being reliable, being there for people. And if you're doing that and you're not posting consistently and then you're complaining that you're not getting any traction from Instagram, honey, I hate to break it to you, but <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I actually have a, a personal uh, note to this recently. Um, I, I believe in this so firmly and I teach this regularly. And yet I personally, this past, like, I would say the past year, year and a half have dropped off of my like everyday posting just because there's been so much in in my like businesses that I'm just running and handling. And I was like, okay, you know, if I post like once or twice a week, it's, it's fine. Like at this point it's, it's okay. Which, you know, I, I do think was okay. Like not the end of the world that I stopped posting like every well, single day. You were still also posting on your stories, yes. which is helpful. Yes. I will say that's the one thing I made sure I showed up in my stories pretty much every single day. And I had like resources there and, and conversations there and, and whatnot. But, um, I realized I was talking to my marketing director and I was having a conversation with him and saying, you know, oh, I make, I just feel like, and this is real vulnerable. Just so you know, this is like genuinely me being very vulnerable with you. I was like, I feel like my growth is just not growing at the rate that it used to. And I just like, I'm kind of frustrated by that, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, so you're posting every day, right? And I was like, um, yeah, so about that. (laughs) And he's like, you need to fix that right now. And I know that I knew that that was like helpful, but I started posting every day, like a couple of weeks ago again. And I, my growth is already like already just skyrocketing again of just followers and and new eyes on my content and all this stuff. So that's a real, like in today's day and age, me with like 25,000 followers, I'm telling you, it still deeply affects me and my growth. And I, it's going to deeply affect you and your engagement and your growth, even if you're showing up on your stories like I was. So take it from me. Do not make the mistake that I made thinking, oh, it's fine if I only post like, you know, here and there. It really does make such a difference. And I knew that before, but man, am I a freshly firm believer in it right now. All right. Now moving on to number three, give the engagement you want to receive. So (laughs) like the Bible verse (laughs) in Matthew that says, do unto others. Oh, that's a little inside joke for Lindsay and I, but it's also funny for you probably. I'm hoping. Anyways, if you are constantly commenting and DMing and engaging with your followers in a way that you're expecting them to engage with you, that's going to make all the difference in the world. Like that's a question to ask yourself. Again, going back to that party analogy, are you just walking up to someone and being like, Hey, how's your day going? And then literally turning around and walking the other way. Like you do not want to build that kind of relationship where people know that you don't show up for them. Or I would almost say the party analogy, if you're not, if you're just posting and putting out content on the gram, but then not going out in engaging with people and starting the conversation, starting the DM conversations, commenting on other people's 
posts, I think that would almost be like showing up to a party and then standing in the corner, expecting everyone to walk up to you and talk to you. Yeah. I, and honestly, I would say on your own page, like if you're creating content and posts and all this stuff, it's almost like you're sending out a party invite and then not showing up to your own party. Like yeah. people arrive and they're at the house and they're ready to like mingle and, and have a good time and talk and get to know each other. And you just don't even show up because you're like, Nope, I just wanted you in this room and, and I'll come down when I need you. Like that's not the relationship and the engagement that you want to be building. So yeah, show up to people the way you want them to show up to you. Yeah. You honestly, you can't complain that no one's engaging with you when you're doing zero work to engage with the others. Ooh, that's good. When I say engage with others, I mean, I don't just mean engage with the people that you follow. I mean, going to your followers, the people that have already invested their freaking time and follow button energy (laughs) into you, going to their accounts, liking and commenting. And again, not commenting with a stupid heart emoji, like actually being a human being and inviting conversation. Because when you're building that relationship and that relatability with people that already follow you, they're going to become brand evangelists. They're going to bring friends. It's going to grow your account, but don't even just do it with a slimy, in a slimy way to like grow your following. Do it because you want to actually connect with human beings and actually like make a difference and make an impact in people's lives. Like the, I just have many thoughts about like Instagram Instagram in general. Yes, we all want to grow our following account, but like why? Yeah. Why? Why do you want so many eyes on you? Yeah. What's the, yeah. What's literally the freaking point? If you're not giving them value, which we'll get into that, that's the next point. Whoops. Um, (laughs) Like what's the point of getting all these eyes on you? And then you're just sitting there like, oh, I'm so famous. Like what little, who cares? I think that just dives into the heart of what you're doing, which ironically is literally why we named our business the way that we did because that's so important. Like, yes, you can know all of these strategies to increase engagement on Instagram. Fantastic. But why? Like, what's the heart behind what you're doing? Why do you want to grow that audience? Why do you want to have, you know, X amount of eyes on you? Is it just a goal? Is it going to make you feel like a success or are you actually seeking to impact more lives and to have more opportunity to serve people and to sacrifice your time and your energy to see other people empowered and encouraged and inspired and, you know, thriving? Like that's a question to ask yourself throughout this entire episode. So amen, Lindsay. Mm, Thank you for bringing that up. (laughs) The other thing I will say with this point is, especially on stories, use engagement tools on your stories that invite people to actually interact with you. And yeah, interact is the word I'm looking for. Um, When I say engagement tools, I mean like on the story, like when you swipe up to use all the different tools you can use, I mean like the question box, the poll, the little heart slider where you can like choose the level of heart eyes or whatever, even Um, just like all of those things that invite people to interact with you. Because the more that they're interacting with you, the more that likely that you're gonna show up your content on their feed, your story bubble's gonna be closer to the front. It's basically... You, you giving them an opportunity to interact with you by asking them questions, by asking a question that actually invites people to actually respond, not just like a lame one. Um, it tells Instagram when they interact on your poll, oh, okay, this person likes that person's content. Mm-hmm. I'll show that person's content more in their feed because I'm a business and I'm going to give my customer what they want. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I think it's really important too to recognize you want to be inviting them into those conversations in any which way you can. So on your captions, in your stories, in your DMs. Do not just wait in the corner of that party for everyone else to come up and talk to you. Actually go out and mingle and begin to engage with them back. Yeah. Mm, Yes. 
Hey, hey, we wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to ask you a question. Are you a photographer who feels like you're swimming in an ocean of overwhelm and uncertainty? You're constantly wondering where your next clients will come from or heck, if they will even come. You feel like there's so much you don't know. You don't even know where to start. You don't even know what you don't know. For example, marketing, branding, Instagram, mastering editing, client communication, SEO, taxes, blogging, breaking into the destination market, websites, pricing, workflow, backups, mindsets, posing, finding your style, reviews, client consultations, second shooting, outsourcing. Holy heck, what if we told you every single answer to every single one of those questions plus way more is inside our photography course. We literally walk you through our exact blueprint that we use to grow both of our photography businesses to over six figures within two years, traveling the world as destination wedding photographers. We've been on the struggle bus too. Heck, we've driven the struggle bus. And we're so passionate in seeing photographers avoid all of the pitfalls and headaches that we experienced while struggling to grow our businesses. Yeah. And by the way, this course is for any photographer. We even have a good handful of non-photographers inside, videographers, event planners, and other creative entrepreneurs. So if you are not in the wedding market, do not fear. This is still for you. Inside the course, there's five seasons of education, which equal over 38 video episodes with over 13 hours of content. I did not stutter. 13, (laughs) fam. 13. 20 PDFs and templates, a full course workbook, and a private elite Facebook community with direct access to us. It comes with lifetime access and a 30-day, 100% money-back guarantee. If you are wanting to take your business to the next level, master your craft, Give your clients an incredible out-of-this-world experience and have a back-end of systems and workflow that means better work done in less time. This course is for you. Honestly, if you expect your clients to invest in you, why aren't you investing in yourself? Look, if you book roughly one wedding or a small handful of sessions from taking this course, you'll have made your investment back, but trust us, you'll book way more than that. Yes. All right. Now, if this has piqued your interest and you are ready to level up your business and kick freaking butt, you want some more info or maybe even a free episode from inside the course, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash photography. Now let's get back to the show. All right. Moving on to point number four. This is maybe my favorite point. Rotate between content that offers value. And when I say rotate, we're just going to talk about the different types of value, but always, always, always give value. Um, That is like the biggest thing I could probably, honestly, maybe the best tip in this entire episode is you can't expect to show up on Instagram, post a cute, hot photo of yourself or of your clients or whatever, and just call it a day. Like you need to be consistently giving your audience, i.e. your ideal client, value. And so these are, we're going to rotate through three different types of value that you can offer. So the first one is entertaining type of value. So that could make itself known in a bunch of different ways. It could be funny content. Like you could tell a joke if you're a funny person, (laughs) I don't know, or it could be telling a story. So if you're a photographer like us and you are telling a story about your clients, maybe how they met, that's entertaining in a way. It's like you're telling a movie script about their story and it's entertaining. People are ingesting it like they would ingest a book or a movie or, you know, a story. It's entertaining. So whatever that looks like, you want to entertain. That's the first one. Number two is educate. So 
in your field of expertise, whether you are a photographer, whether you are a wedding vendor, like a wedding planner, or whether you are a, um, like a shop owner, whatever you are, you need to educate your ideal client on what it is that they want to learn from you or what, what expertise you have to give. Um, so that's another way to serve value for us. That looks like either serving our photography clients with tips and tricks on maybe what to wear on their sessions. Um, and then as we've also pivoted out of photography and also expanded our businesses to other things, like for example, this podcast education, business tips, we can also serve I, you, our ideal client with tips and tricks and business strategies and productivity growth and like different things like that. Um, and so that's the second one is education. And then the third one is encouragement and inspiration. Um, and that's honestly where you can kind of get personal. That's where you can really show your heart, show your vulnerability. Um, that's where you remind people that you're a human being and that you, you relate to people on a, like an inspirational personal level. Um, that's what I would say. Yeah. So those three entertainment, education, and encouragement. Make sure you're rotating between those pretty much every single time you post. And you're just keeping that in mind. That's a good, you know, road marker for you to just kind of see, okay, I'm going to go plan my post for this week, or I'm just going to post today. What, what goal am I trying to hit? Am I trying to entertain? Am I trying to educate? Or am I trying to encourage? And that just kind of gives you some like, goals of, of where you're headed. So you're not just sitting there thinking, Oh my gosh, I have no idea what to write on today's caption, or I don't even know what to begin to say. So that's a great way. And I think just circling back to what Lindsay and I were saying earlier, it's so important that you're not just seeking for more numbers on your Instagram, that you're actually seeking to serve and offer value and enhance someone's life one way or another. And everyone, you know, path with that, everyone's you know, offer is going to look different because everyone is different. So for, you know, somebody like our friend, Cena Nelson, she's an incredible mom and she's just such an inspiration to me as a mom. And she offers so much value, just sharing her life and sharing, you know, her motherhood and everything. But, you know, for Lindsay and I, that looks like business education and whatnot. So everyone's value that they offer is going to look different based on the person. Don't so don't look around at, you know, Lindsay and I or whatever and and think, "Oh, my value has to look like theirs." That's not necessarily true. Just focus on the way you want to impact somebody else's life and then begin to show up and seek to impact them with whatever you have to bring to the table. Mm, that was good. Thank you. <laughs> All right, number 5 is going to be calls to action. So this is an incredibly powerful way to begin to put out those feelers to invite people into those conversations. So walking up to that person, what is up with me in this party analogy? I'm just, I guess it's a good analogy. I guess I'm feeling it today. (laughs) Walking up to that person at the party and instead of just walking up and standing in front of them and being like, well, here I am. What do you want to do? Like you're walking up and being like, Hey, how's it going? How are you feeling? Are you, you know, whatnot asking them questions, um, not standing in the corner of the room, actually going out and inviting them into the conversation with you. So that can look like stories that can look like feed posts. What we always say is have a call to action. So a CTA at the end of every single Instagram caption that you make. And as much as possible, have at least one to two, depending on how many stories you're posting a day, one to two calls to action in your stories every day. So that can be as something as simple as a poll, a slider bar, 
um, you know, DM me if, the DM sticker, you know, whatever, question box, just at least one call to action per day or per story, like series that you're posting, and then one call to action in your Instagram captions and posts as well. Yeah, I think back to the party analogy, I know we're using this a lot. Um, (laughs) But I think especially kind of bring it into a reality of, I see a, a lot of people do this, but especially photographers. And we've had an episode, episode six of this podcast was all about captions. Yep. So go listen to that if you want a good, hard, uh, just virtual slap in the face. Um, <laughs> Specifically bad caption writing. Yeah. Um, but imagine you're at a party and this person walks up to you and they say, um, yeah, so I, I photographed uh, Sarah and Joe last night. It was really magical. <laughs> okay, cool. cool. I don't know Thank who Sarah you. and... Dave are or whatever I just said. Thank you for sharing that information. Yeah, Lindsay. like I, I appreciate that. Whereas if they came up and they were like, oh my gosh, so I'm a photographer and nice to meet you, first of all. I mean, maybe you want to say that in every single caption, but still, you'd be like, so last night, Sarah and Dave, this couple that I photographed, they literally like proposed. And like I told the story, oh my gosh, have that has that ever happened to you? Like, are you proposed? Are you proposed? I- what? <laughs> okay, that is oh. you get the example. You're basically changing it from just like making a statement. To inviting, you're telling a story and then inviting people to engage yeah. with that story. You're asking them about their experience with maybe what has happened in your yeah. story. You're again having a conversation. It's literally not that hard. You're having a conversation. Yeah. Quite I, like. I want to, you know, also throw out there a little bit of encouragement and say that if you have not been using calls to action before, it's going to be awkward at first. I can almost guarantee that. Yep. If it's not, kudos to you. You are a rare breed and I am so happy for you. However, most people, most of us, Lindsay and I included, when we started really using calls to action, especially in our captions and stuff, there is going to be a slightly awkward phase where people who aren't used to engaging with your content in that way are going to be like, oh, oh, do I engage? What? Wait, what? You know, like maybe they don't even see it because they're not used to reading your captions because you don't offer value before. Um, So get used to and get comfortable with the idea of being slightly uncomfortable when you begin to implement calls to action. Yeah. I've been doing this since 2015. Like literally I looked back at my feed and I I was asking questions and inviting engagement in 2015. Yep. And so I'm five years into that. So if you start today... On your, yeah, you got a ways to go. Yeah. And well, if you start today and you look at, you know, people that you admire on Instagram, you're like, oh my gosh, how do they get so many comments? How do, you know, they have the same follower count that I do. How are, you know, people engaging with them? Probably because they've been doing calls to action and, and engaging with people the way they want to be engaged with for a little bit longer than you have. So just stick it out. The number of conversations I've had with people who are like, well, it's just so awkward. Nobody replies. And you know, I'm my, there's comment section is still dead, you know, and I'm like, how long have you been doing it? Well, you know, two weeks. Cool. Fantastic. Keep it up for two years and then tell me that like, (laughs) it's not working. Um, it would not take that long, but I'm just saying, keep it up, keep practicing get used to being a little bit uncomfortable when there's, you know, maybe only a couple of comments back or something, but it keep it up. It really does make a difference having that invite into a conversation. All right. And rounding out the Instagram hacks with number six, the last one hook at the beginning of everything. I I read it off of my notes and that was like a bullet point. Have a hook at the beginning of everything. (laughs) I didn't use a sentence. Have a hook at the beginning of everything. So Uh, picture yourself with me right now or go over to your Instagram app right now and follow along as I say this. If you're driving, don't do that. Um, (laughs) And 
start scrolling on your on your homepage, I guess. Is it called the homepage or your feed? feed. Not, but not your own personal feed. Oh my gosh, what's that called? Like your your normal homepage. Like where you, you see other people's yeah. stuff? Your your feed? Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I forgot that for a second. Uh, <laughs> so go to your feed and start scrolling and you're gonna notice something. All the photos are so beautiful and pretty, but if you want to read the caption, you'll notice Instagram is just lovely and they've included a read more or like a more button. Mm-hmm. You can only see the first two lines of every single caption that you're seeing on your home feed page. <laughs> and you have to click mo- read more. Yeah. How many times you actually click read more? Just a moment of silence for you to think <laughs> about that. But because... If you're going through Instagram and you're not clicking read more, chances are the person who wrote that caption didn't make the first two sentences or the first sentence intriguing enough for you to actually click read more. So as important as telling a story in your captions are, as important as call to actions are, if you don't make a catchy hook in the first sentence of your caption, ain't no one sis gonna read your caption. Like no one's clicking read more unless you give them a A reason reason to. Yeah. Yeah. So basically if your hook doesn't encourage them to click read more, they're not going to, honestly, like I just said, they're not going to click your caption. And unless the only caveat to this is maybe sometimes the photo itself, if it's like a really rad photo that might intrigue them to click the read more, Mm -hmm. but let's give people multiple options to click that read more. Let's not just rely on our awesome photos. Let's give them multiple opportunities. Um, Yep. Yeah. Some examples of all of this. Uh, the first two that I have are real life examples that I did for hooks on my captions. Uh, the first one was, I was really constipated yesterday, <laughs> which was a genuine real life situation. And it obviously piqued people's lunches because they're like, what the heck is she talking about publicly on Instagram right now? <laughs> but I ended up turning that into, I believe I was sharing like some value and inspiration and encouragement all wrapped into one caption, but I really wanted people to read it. So I started with that hook, um, kind of explaining how like I'd learned a life lesson through that and whatnot. Um, the other one was I almost quit yesterday. And that again was another real life caption. I was feeling like super discouraged and, and frustrated by stuff. And I just shared, you know, and another encouraging thing that had God had spoken to me and I shared that for people to see, but both of those were, you know, break slammers for anyone scrolling through their feed and seeing that and seeing like, oh my gosh, have you almost quit? Wait, what? Um, so that's the things you want to keep in mind. But I do want to say Lindsay has um, some examples that I think she's going to share as well. But I, I want to caveat all of this and say, do not be clickbaity yeah. in, in a very fake way. You know, for example, like I would never clickbait something and say, Landon and I broke up. Like that. Unless it was real. Well, like, like, yeah, yeah. Unless that actually happened. Like, I would just never, like, I'm just thinking of something that would make people like right. gasp and stop and click more. Like, I I never want it to be, like, they feel frauded. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a word. I think it is. I don't know. I, I don't want people to feel like I, I scammed them into clicking that read more. I want them to be like, oh, that was, that was good. That, like, you know, that really caught my attention. I want them to notice that I caught their attention, but I don't want them to feel like I just lied to them. You know, those, yeah. those clickbaity like ads and stuff on Facebook specifically or, or whatever that are like, you'll never guess what, you know, 
this person is doing now or whatever. And you click on it and it's something totally stupid. And you're like, I just wasted five minutes of my life. Like you're super frustrated with it. I never want any of my readers or followers to feel frustrated by that hook. I want them to feel like, oh, that was good. That like, that really pulled me in. And I'm glad I read that caption. Like that's the feeling that I want. So, well, ironically, I was going to relate these two Buzzfeed articles. So maybe that's not the best (laughs) because you were just like, don't do that. No, no. I mean, I think Buzzfeed articles is like a a decent example of they have good hooks and then they offer like somewhat value value inside. I'm talking about like the really spammy, like, like people magazine where it's like, well, maybe that's not the best. Like, OK Magazine, where it's like pure gossip. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like there are certain ones, like I was on a random site reading like an article last night and it was like, you know, this this person, you'll like I, I saw where this famous actor is living now and I cried or something. And it was like, it made me want to click on the article, but I knew if I clicked on that article and like read it or whatever, it was just going to be some sort of like, they cried because he lives in a great mansion because he's a famous actor. Like that type of thing where I'm like, I just wasted, I did not need to know that information. It was a waste of my time. Like that's, yeah, that's the kind of thing that like, you don't want to lie in your hook, basically. Yeah. You don't want to fake draw them in. And you want to back it up with actual value, which yes. goes back to point number, I don't even remember, four. <laughs> yeah, offer value. Yeah. Um. So you, when you're hooking them, I think what's helpful is, doing market research. So when I am on Facebook or I am looking at BuzzFeed, I pay attention to what those titles are. Mm-hmm. And and again, making sure, like Evie said, you're not lying. You're not making it spammy in a way You're because you're re- you need to relate it back to your actual caption yeah. and actual story of your life or whatever story you're telling. But you can still almost learn from the way that magazines or the way that even the internet or media outlets phrase their, like even the language that they use, like yeah. using extremities, like always or never. Yeah. Um, but again, don't lie. So just use that with a grain of salt. But some of the more examples is either using those extraneous things, like you'll never believe what happened yesterday, or even like a shock statement, like, you know, what drives me crazy? Like the, the things that like, oh yeah, I want to know what drives, like, you oh, crazy. Yeah, what drives you crazy. <laughs> um, or you're pinpointing people in specific. Mm-hmm. So like, if you struggle with blank, like if you struggle with productivity, keep listening yeah. or something like that. Like you're identifying somebody by what they struggle with, or you could identify them by who they are as in like, Hey, this is for photographers. Listen up. Or this is for the woman who deals with blank. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's, it's basically you're identifying, Hey, if that's you keep like re- click, yeah. read more, this caption is for you. Um, basically you're your point of this entire thing is to capture their attention early so that they stay and engage with your CTA and with your actual caption. Yeah. So, you know, think through who am I trying to target? What's going to grab their attention? You know, if you're sometimes, honestly, I have a a caption idea in mind or something and I'll think through, okay, so I want to talk about, you know, yesterday, for example, literally posted a, 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 sto- a, a caption, a story of how I was struggling with, you know, negative self-talk during a photo shoot that Lindsay and I were doing. And I started off at writing this caption and then I was like, you know what? And I had a hook at the beginning that said, I struggled to feel beautiful during this shoot. And that was genuinely real life. I knew that was going to speak directly to a certain girl, specifically a certain person. And it was a good hook that was true and connected to my caption as well. So just keep in mind, hooks are super valuable. 
and they can be shock factors. Like, you know, I was super constipated yesterday or whatever, but make sure that you're also being real and relatable with that as well. And you're not just being spammy and like lying to catch people's attention so that they have a bad taste in their mouth when they walk away. All right. So little review for you. We covered six hacks to increase Instagram engagement. Number one was to respond to every comment that you get. Spend those first 20 minutes after you post actually engaging with DMs and comments with your people. Um, Number two, post consistently. So don't just post and ghost. Actually show up regularly and be there for your people. Number three, give the engagement you want to receive. So don't just expect everyone and their mother to walk up to you at the party and give (laughs) you all the engagement and talk to you actually be the social butterfly and go out and actually engage with people first and then do that on your stories and and your feed as well. Number four, rotate between content that offers value, whether that's entertaining, educational, or encouraging content. Just rotate through those and always give and serve your audience with value. Number five, always include a CTA, a call to action in your feed posts, in your stories. Just always be asking people and inviting them into your story, inviting them into engagement with you. And then finally, number six, have a hook at the beginning of every caption. And we've talked about that. So yes. Yeah. All right. So hopefully that was helpful. I cannot wait to see you begin to implement these tools and strategies and see how your engagement changes. Again, just an encouragement. If you have not been doing any of these things, give yourself some time to begin to really implement this, warm your audience up to it and have them really begin to dive into a lot of this engaging and and stuff. Don't expect this to happen just overnight as you begin to shift. So give it some time. And if this was helpful for you, this is literally the tip of the iceberg of what we have to offer on Instagram. We offer the full shebang of everything you would need to know to master Instagram in our online photography course. So if you're not already a part of the Heart University, our photography course, uh, you're going to want to change that. (laughs) So this was literally just a taste of what is in that course. If you liked what you got here, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash photography to learn more about our course. And if you liked this episode, as always, screenshot it, post it on your Instagram stories, tag us. You can tag Evie at Evie Rupp. You can tag me at Mrs. Lindsay Roman, and you can tag our podcast at The Heart University. We love seeing them. We love just talking with you guys in our DMs and interacting with you, just like we taught in this episode. Um, it <laughs> genuinely like love it. Yeah, it it's genuinely so means the world to us yeah. watching you guys just listen to our show and engage with it and love the episodes. If you love this episode, leave us a review. Tell yeah. us uh, in two minutes how much you loved it. And if you really got something out of it, yeah, share it with your friends. Um, yeah, we just we love yeah, this show. Friends. It's a passion project. Yeah, what, what you I say? was gonna say your friends, your mom, your sister. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> your <Yeah>. neighbor. <laughs> uh, it's just it's so much fun to do this show yeah. for free, and it's just it's honestly like part of our favorite part. Yeah. A, a part I can't talk. A favorite part of our job. Yes, amen. All right, so we are cheering you on this week. We cannot see, wait to see how you just kick butt. And in the meantime, we will be over here cheering you on and we'll see you on the next show.